Joining you now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Hello. everybody. Yeah. Welcome back. It's Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> the week's halfway over. I, I know. I know. It goes crazy. so fast. I know. It's just, it? well, yeah, it's like I app a week or I everything. Know. Like it, just, it does. Ugh. It does. Yeah. Mm. It's one of those where, yeah, like just days, it's like the time dilation where days feel like long, but then you get to the end of the week and like, oh my gosh, the whole week was gone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Totally. Not enough That's time. No, not enough time. No, no, definitely not enough time. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, I, we wanted a, a couple of announcements. You know, first of all, the FEC summit by IAPA is coming up. It's January 21st to the 23rd in San Antonio, Texas, and they have advanced pricing that is ending this Friday. So oh. if you want to get like discounted price, well, I don't know if it's discounted, it's like early bird pricing, advanced pricing. Uh, you want to make sure to get and you're planning to go anyway, like get it now so that you don't lose out on that. And also there's hotel booking rates that are cheaper and everything right. else. Like it's just better to ahead register time. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a really good set. Like I've been, I've been involved in helping prepare for, some of the education and content that's going to be there. There's going to be two really good keynotes. We've got two separate keynote speakers, one for Monday, one for Tuesday. Perfect. We've got good solid operator panels that are going to be there as well, which, you know, because we didn't, sometimes we don't get to hear enough from other operators. And Mm -hmm. so there'll be two panels as well on each day, great networking receptions, and then actually two days of tours as well. So that's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Where we've got some, bigger attractions on Monday and then some smaller format attractions on Tuesday. So get to see a little bit of both worlds. And mm-hmm. so very, very excited. It should be a really great summit. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And you guys are hitting up Morgan's Wonderland, aren't you? That's a- We wanted to hit Morgan's oh. Wonderland, but they're closed for the season. Oh, and they God. were trying to do a thing where they would open for us temporarily. And like, okay. they, but they were having staffing problems trying to get staff in to oh, open up bummer. for us. I know because oh, that place bummer. is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I, know. I was really hoping we'd be able to get there. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to make a trip down there to check that place out. It just sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan's Wonderland is definitely awesome and love their mission, what they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that just is, it's a new place that's opening. It is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And I've been to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but that's partially because my family's all from Wisconsin originally. And so I've been to a lot of places and, you know, they're a good little family, family town. And this place is a 3000 square foot location. I'll pull up a little pictures here. You can watch. Um, it's really meant for children under the age of 12, but like, frankly, I think it's kids probably under the age of eight. I think if yeah. my 12 year old or 11 year old went there, they, they would feel very awkward because they'd be so much larger than most of the kids there. Mm-hmm. And so I would say it's probably eight and under, but there's separate areas for infants and then older children as well. And, you know, as you can see here in the screen, it, it, attractions include mini slides, soft play zones for toddlers, and, you know, bigger slides, activities for the old, but there's also a sensory room too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And then they have a little cafe area where adults can enjoy coffees, tea, and hot cocoa. It's definitely feels like a staff room because like there's a refrigerator and a microwave right there. And like, it's that, that mm. felt a little bit weird to me when I, when I looked at it, but the reason why I was talking about these guys, I mean, one, look, it's a 3000 square foot space. There's clearly a need, but I actually really liked their... Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about and get your your thoughts on this too because we haven't talked about this ahead of time. Yeah, on their on their today. play passes, right? So mm. you know, on their play passes, they've got you know a number of different things. First of all, adults come in free; you just only pay for the kid, which yeah. is the way it should be for yeah. this type of attraction. Um, and they've got daily passes depending on the age, right? That makes sense. 
if monthly memberships, all pretty reasonable. And uh, But I wanted to talk about the annual memberships. And partially it's because, first of all, you're already getting a $10. My point for bringing this up is I think they're giving away too much for the annual membership. First of all, they're already reducing the monthly rate by $10 by paying up front. So you're getting it $20 a month, yeah. which is already a big discount. Unlimited access to the homie for the child, for one child and two adults. Yeah. But then the big one down here for me was the fact that they're also giving off 25% off any birthday party package or special events. And I feel like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, maybe I'm missing something. I feel like that's yeah. a that's a, a, an offer that like this is cool. First priority for birthday lock ins, like that makes mm-hmm. sense. They have this really cool free homie hub activity box each quarter that mm-hmm. goes home. Like that's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that got me. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I look at their pricing and I'm just like, how are they going to make any money? Because yeah. I mean, just even their annual memberships, like, and I get it and I, I ran memberships. So I totally understand this concept, but it's too cheap. And what happens yeah. is you get people that buy these memberships and then they overuse your facilities and they take advantage of it and they don't buy anything when they come in. In order to have a membership, in my opinion, you need to have lots of extras that you can sell to upgrade this stuff. And then the birthday party is one of those upgrades. Now, mm-hmm. I think you should add value to the birthday party and encourage totally. these people to book a birthday party, yeah. right? You get you get a, a, a like a, a bunch of balloons or a cupcake as right. if you're a, or, a new member or something. Or the birthday party child is free because this right. is where the issue comes. Right. And it's like, I've got an annual membership. Why am I paying for my kid to come to the birthday yes. party? Yes. So you throw that value in, right? And say it's still for, it's for 10 kids, but your birthday child gets to come free and you get 10 kids coming, right? So you're still extracting that value out of them, but you need lots of extras to make something like this work, right? Um, and you need a lot of volume and a lot of people to be coming through like $240 for one person to come in your facility here. It's not enough money. No, no. And what, and actually, interestingly, they even say on their about us page, cause I dug in a little bit, they're only allow, they have a limited capacity and they only allow 15 families in which means if you're like that's like 15 kids right or 15 families so maybe it's a couple of kids per family but they're only letting in 15 families because they have a a total cap capacity of 42 people and so they have to limit the number of families so like also like that seems a little bit crazy and granted like maybe their rent is really cheap their overall cat you know their overall opex is low like it could be like maybe they're making but i don't know how they're making do they have a time frame on this like are they only allowed in for an hour is this as long as you want to No, it's as long as you want to play it's it's a date their day passes so they're full-on daily play pass so full day access to all play areas and like that means you could like people could there and then you know they can enjoy coffee tea it pairs with no extra cost like so Mm. they're also getting coffee and tea and hot chocolate like that's a cost like you're not they're not even charging for that i feel like they could be making a lot more money on this i mean i love them i think obviously they're trying to do a good service and they're trying to be awesome and be reasonable with their pricing i'm just really concerned they're not going to make enough money to yeah, they're going to have to, they, they sh- they're going to have to increase their prices for sure. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know the, Osh- I mean, I don't know the demographics of the Oshkosh area. Uh, so maybe this, this has to fit within the demographics like in, yeah. and what they can pay. Um, they, just one last little thing. And, you know, cause I always have to have some little <laughs> niggle about oh. the you know thing, but this uh, birthday parties, when <gasps> I click on it, it's <gasps> oh, a 404 error. And I, and I, so I will notify them because this is yeah. not good, um, but it does definitely have uh, have an issue so oh bummer yeah. oh that's too bad yeah, so i always make sure especially if you only have four links on your website that all four of them work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's tough it's tough though when you're opening up a new business to make sure you get all those steps right like it's just gets yeah, so overwhelming totally, totally get it uh-huh 100 um okay all right um have you noticed everything is showing up peach 
uh, actually have begun to notice. Actually, okay. I might be wearing a peach shirt. Wearing peach? Actually, uh, okay, not, wait not a quite. second. Pretty, pretty close. I think you're almost wearing the Pantone <laughs> color of the year. Anyway, do you know what That's my favorite amazing. color is not? Peach. peach. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess what 2024 color of the year is? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. guessing it's peach. It's Yeah, okay. It's a version of peach. It's a soft pinkish orange hue called peach fuzz, which actually, here, and let's pull this. Oh, oh boy. Like so I had in high school. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. I never even thought about it that way, but yes. Okay. Like the peach fuzz you had in high school. I don't know if your beard grew this color. Anyway, this is the color. It's Pantone. It's called peach fuzz. And at first I was really offended by it because I am not a peach fan. I just don't like peach, but I don't mind this color. It's kind of got a nice little soothing. It is. And that's what it's supposed to be. So it's supposed to be a warm, cozy shade that inspires togetherness with each other. Now, it, and, and what happens, like the Pantone color of the year is actually a big deal. And it's a big job actually picking the color. So I dove into this a little bit because it's very intriguing and very complex how they do this. So just a couple of steps that they take. First, they do global research. So there is a whole team of people at the Pantone Color of Institute that look worldwide. They research what color trends are happening in fashion, interior designs, arts, entertainment. Um, and they they look to see what's happening on social media. And they observe um, the economic conditions around mm-hmm. the world, right? First of all, second, they look at cultural and the emotional pulse of the world, right? So what's happening in the cultural climate climate? So for instance, um, is there uncertainty right now? Um, What things are influencing uh, the world? And right now they're feeling that there's a little bit of instability. So this color essentially conveys stability, hope and optimism. That's the idea behind it. Um, and then they look at influences and, and inspirations. So what kind of new technologies, materials, textures, and other things that are coming out on social media platforms and sporting events, even travel art collections and stuff are actually influencing in the coming year. Um, And then they have lots of meetings. (laughs) This is the big thing. They spend the whole year meeting and talking about all these things to come up with the the final decision. Um, And then when the final decision is made, they announce it in December and everybody goes crazy and says, okay, um, what are we going to build? That's this, you know, really cool fuzzy peach color and uh, all the fashion houses and everybody starts incorporating it into what they're doing yeah wow that's really interesting and what was it last year it was last year it was like some pink hot, it was magenta it was hot, so it was like magenta, hot pink hot color pink, yeah which totally makes sense like that what you saw that everywhere especially in uh like new band like synthwave logos and you saw mm-hmm. like in maybe it was the revival of the 80s like some of those colors like that drove that i'm not sure i think they were just i, I can't remember what they said exactly but they were like it's, it was a powerful year like coming mm-hmm. out of covid lots of new exciting things happening which was really kind of mm-hmm. true right so pink was the color now they've already started researching for 2024, 25's color. And it's starting to trend to be some of like a bluey gray color. So I'm so curious to know what that's Yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens with the 2024 election and just Mm, the overall sentiment. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of uncertainty for 2024 to see what that color ends up being. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it'll be just a, you know, dumpster fire red or something. I don't know. Oh, gosh. All right. Anyway. So, uh, so Planet Play School. You're talking about a dumpster fire. No, not really. Oh boy. Um, Planet Play School. I'm. I was actually very excited. First of all, this is the first one of its kind. So, uh, oh, like, neat. Uh, Play School is getting into the LBE space, right? We've seen this with Mattel. We've seen this with Hasbro, and now Play yeah. School is getting into the mix. This is the first one, and it's a twenty thousand square foot space. It's for young kids to basically interact with, as you would imagine, all of attractions inspired by Hasbro's popular brands, but the ones that fall under the Play School 
the play school moniker. So mm-hmm. Hasbro owns play school, right? So mm-hmm. this is, but this mm-hmm. is one. So, you know, think about Play-Doh, Mousetrap, Spirograph, some of those kind of things. It feels like it's going to be like a Crayola experience kind oh. of thing for in there. Um, but then they're also doing um, at the same time, because it's part of Hasbro, right? They're they're also um, launching a thirty six thousand square foot Nerf action park uh, or action experience, and again, all of these things are immersive. But these are targeted for older children, young adults, and then corporate events and occasions. And just by looking, this is the only picture I could find online of what what it looks like inside. And in fact, there's no pictures online yet for Play School. And um, you know, so as you can imagine, what uh, you know, my big my big issue here is that they don't have a mother effing website so they don't have a website up yet for the nerf action experience or planet play school there is when i when you search for it all you see is all the press 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 so they issued press releases without offering any insight into what the experience is going to be any ability to collect my information if i want to if i want to be on a waiting list and learn more right and if i want to pre-buy tickets like all the things we've talked about before that these guys should know. Like, I just don't understand. Now, it, it isn't Hasbro or PlaySchool, you know, that that is like running this. They're working with partner, so the partner is actually working with them, and you know, is, is the one doing the one doing the development, and they're just licensing oh, the stuff see. and working okay. closely. Okay, so, so it's but it's still, it comes down to like if you're going to do press, if you're going to put stuff out there, you're going to spend millions of dollars building your facility, and you don't have a website. I can't. I, I don't, don't understand. I don't it. get and it, it either. It continues to happen. So for all of our LBX listeners, please don't let this happen to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's going on here with Hasbro? This doesn't make know. any sense. They should make that part of the mandate. If you're going to use our IP website first, yes. website focus first. Right. Start building your website when you start building your facility. Right. Exactly. Those two things should happen simultaneously. <sighs> How crazy. Okay. All right. Well, I, I know some places that have some really great websites. All right, All right. let's let's see. <laughs> anyway, so bougie dog parks are on the rise here. Okay, like this is a big deal, and I feel like I've talked about dogs so much that people think that I like dogs. And no, okay, I do like dogs, but <laughs> not as much as it may seem that I like dogs. Anyway, when I say bougie, I actually mean boozy. Um, these new places are popping up everywhere, and they're places where you and your furry friend can enjoy, socialize with a refreshing drink, a beer, a cocktail in your hand, and there's plenty of play for them and for you. <laughs> anyway, dog parks are rel- these kind of dog parks are a relatively new concept. They're rapidly growing pop- in popularity across the US. If you google it, you can find them everywhere right now. Um but they're super fun. Um and they're different than the traditional dog park because what has happened is they create a social atmosphere with a bar where you can go have a beverage, you can grab some fun food and you can sit down with your friends while your dogs kind of go teeter off and play in the park, you know, on different uh, attractions and or attractions, I call them ramps, <laughs> holes, balls you can jump through, those kind of things. Um, and it's a great place to, you know, it's a good a good place for uh, to have a community hub where people kind of hang out and socialize with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, let's take a couple, let's take a look at a couple of these. So, yeah, um, I mean, I'd much rather hang out at a dog park with cocktails than just yeah. going to my local dog park. Okay. Right? I mean, I think this, this other than like with the exception of like with pickleball, the alternative to pickleball is uh. like, you know, I'm not going to go play pickleball and then, but cause I'm, I'm active, I'm actively doing it where I'm going to a dog park. My dog's the one active and I'm probably talking to a couple of people who I see at the dog park on a right. regular basis. Why not do that and have a drink and hang out? And and so like this, this model, I think actually works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. And I mean, okay, th- this one I thought was so cool. So this one is called Bar K. It's in Kansas City. And it's a two acre dog park, 
park located outside. It has a park for smaller dogs and for bigger dogs, which I think is a really good idea, mm-hmm. right? Because yes, that can totally. be intimidating for the little guys. And what they've done is they've used a repurposed shipping containers to create a restaurant, a bar, um, a cocktail area that serves wine and beer. And even um, what I thought was really nifty, oh my gosh, I have to get used to where my mouse is, <laughs> is they have... Um, they have created um, an indoor event space. So this is using the shipping containers. This is the pub inside, but it's also acts as an event space and they do different kind of events for dogs. So uh, they have a dog of the week. This is Izzy, meet Izzy, the dog of the week. And they recently even had an ugly sweater party, yeah. right? So they really kind of encourage uh, community involvement and hanging out together and getting to know your neighbors. Um, this next place is called Wag Bar and it's kind of fun. It's in Asheville and you can see pet parents hanging out on stools and picnic tables drinking craft beers and cocktails. Again, um, they make some of their own food, some like local curated things like pretzels and stuff like that. And they bring food trucks in that also serve up guests. Um, now the pups, the pups can romp around in this 25,000 square foot play area. It's partially covered in grass, partially covered in wood chips they do special events here. You can see, let's see, uh, Halloween events. So you and your pup can dress up for oh Halloween. My I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, also they bring in live entertainment, which is super mm. cool. And then I just love that they have these little ramps and different things that people or people, the dogs can kind of romp around in and have fun in. Right. Um, okay, then there, I found this other place, which is super cool. Hop Hounds uh, hmm. Brew Pub. It's in Mobile, Alabama. Um, 8,000 square feet off-leash play on the synthetic turf, which I love. Again, lots of wooden ramps for the pups to play on. Parents can chill out. They have a pub offering over 50 types of beers. They have snacks and all those different things. Uh, again, fun events. Uh, oh, here you can see people chilling. You can kind of see the whole space. Then they also do fun events like beer and bath night, which is super cool. <laughs> Get them oh, out of my bathtub. Yeah. I know nail trims are brutal. That's, man. Yeah, so that's it's nice. a good yeah. service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also um, looks like Santa's going to be popping in for some fun visits here. So you can get to your pictures with Santa. Um, now, if you do plan on hitting up one of these parks, just Google again, because there's tons of them probably in your local area. Make sure you check the specific rules because dogs need to be vaccinated. And I know some people don't do that. Um, and just check out to see what their different membership options are. Right. So um, anyway, I think it's a, a cool thing to do. And if you guys do it, let us know. I want to know what your experience was like. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right. So another place that actually does have a website. So mm. you know, it's called Golf Suites and they have three locations and they're working on opening up their fourth and fifth locations currently. And so they're currently in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Lubbock, and then Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, uh, you know, they're basically 250 plus yard driving range, simulated greens and hazards professional quality balls and equipment. And they also offer coaching restaurants, bars, that kind of thing. Um, The reason, the reason I brought them up, like they're clearly still just growing, right? So like they're, they're looking for investment and that kind of thing. Their website, is it great? When I say visit the location, it doesn't, it takes me to something, you know, it's fine. It's, but it's not great. Like they're trying to be a top golf. And I say like, they're, they're trying to be a top golf because if I come down here to this about us and I listen to this gentleman, Mm he will like, first of all, this video is the most depressing and saddened video. And then he like literally golf suites is a clone of a a already well proven concept. Hey, come come on over to golf suites. Golf suites is a clone of a, of a already well proven concept by a major company called top golf. 
a very courageous group of people who came out okay. over here to the States. So I like about lost my mind. It's one thing, like, obviously it's an investor relations thing, but like, Hey, invest in us. We're exactly like these people who could potentially be our competitors. And like, this is on their homepage, put this on an investor relations page or some sub page. Like this video should be getting me excited about coming here. I look at this guy and I'm like, he needs to be jolted with like, 300 volts of electricity to wake him up. He's looking down. <laughs> he's he's right looking into the California. Like, it doesn't look into the camera. Anyway, so I, I brought this up just to, to like, because I thought it was so odd. And I want to get your take on this. Like, yeah, he's missing the mark here. It's really, well, it, almost it, like the, the, in general, I feel like they're missing. I the mean, mark. even for uh, like an investor pitch deck, you want to put that yeah. on it. Like, we're I'm a clone just, of somebody that. else. And don't be a clone. Steal the idea, rip it off, make it make your it own. Better and, and make it better. It. And say, yeah. we took the idea that exists and we've, we've upped it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so unfortunate. Um, yeah. Unfortunate. Mar- you know, well, not all marketing is great. Not, not all no. marketing people are great. Yeah. Um, in, in this case, I was like, I was like, oh my God. Wow. I can't believe this is on their homepage. Yeah. Like, I'm worried for them. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, I'm, I'm sure they. I mean, Top Golf does great business if they're a clone and their model is very similar and their OpEx model, you know, all that stuff is similar. Then, like, they're probably going to do okay. But like, still, it just is like so, really, really rough. But my question about that is, how can they be a clone? Like, Top Golf has the technology, right? And they patented mm-hmm. that technology. Right. You cannot do the RFID. Am I saying the RFID ball? Yeah, yeah. Um, like. How yeah. are they a clone exactly? Right. Are they and they're using... not, right? Because like they don't have all those games that you right. have at Top Golf. Like you don't have that experience. Right. So they're just driving ranges basically so we with just, a bar. We did right, driving range and we paired beer and alcohol mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they didn't even clone it entirely, right? right. So like they did less of a clone. Like a genetic defect of a clone. But anyway. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Okay. Okay. Hey, but you know what? That's where good mutations come out down <laughs> the line right. too. So That's maybe right. they'll find some maybe they'll find their way. I'm sure they, they will. will. I'm sure they will. Um, all right. Anyway, LBXers, that's the wrap for The Daily Show. As usual, to CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. <laughs> Have a great day.